time, y'all. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Come on, let me hear you out there. Man, I, we had a great Thanksgiving as well, so super grateful. Great song leading into today's message because I am very, very grateful. And as we move from the Thanksgiving holiday, we now are approaching Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas, anybody? Come on. Sounds like everybody's doing pretty good, so we're going to have a little fun with that today. Next week, we're going to start a country Christmas, all right? We're going to have a little fun doing a little country music stuff and tying all that in, but there's also going to be the traditional Christmas songs and such, so we're going to have a little fun no matter who you are, no matter what you like. I think we'll better have a little journey through Christmas together you do not want to miss, and it starts next week. But starting today, right now, I want to know, do you want to have a little fun with a little trivia today? Anybody want to have a little fun with some trivia? Okay. I'm going to play a Christmas song, and I want to just see if you recognize it. Now, this one's a little obscure, but since Thanksgiving's gone, we're moving into the Christmas season. Let's see if you can recognize this song. Play it for them. Yeah, anybody recognize that Christmas song? Obviously, we're having a little fun with it because you already know it is not a Christmas song, but yet at this time of the year, does anybody feel a little pressure? Let me hear you out there. Yes, of course. This is a little fun we're going to have looking into this season. We're not quite there yet. I thought I'd give you a little help. This message, I promise you, will help you. If you just pay attention, if you just listen, you're going to walk through this message and go, I needed that today. And why do I know that? Because I need this message today. When I look around at all of the different things that are happening in our culture and our world, there's a lot of pressure. And this little warning sign would be very nice if we could see this, wouldn't it? If it said warning, contents under pressure. It would be nice if people could wear this warning sign. So I thought about making this shirt for Christmas, danger, contents under pressure. Now, why would I say this? Because when it's shopping and, you know, family and all the different things that happen around the holidays, you can all feel the pressure. So I have a question for you. If you've been at the Symbol Church from the time we started, we launched in 2007, I told this story early on in our beginnings of the Simple Church because you're looking at a sinner. Everybody know that. There he is. He's a sinner. I'm the sinner. And it started when I was young. I lived in South Shreveport and there was an Albertson's store. Anybody remember Albertson's? That's old school. All right. And I would go up to this Albertson's out there in Southern Hills, and because we were bored and because we were bad sinners, we would walk through all the aisles and have a little fun. Sometimes we'd get the whipped cream and just get it out of the can. Pray for me. A lot of pressure in there, but that was one way to relieve it right there, is eat that whipped cream out of that can. But then we found the toy aisle, and when we got to the toy aisle, there was something very, very special in the toy aisle. And you wouldn't think it'd be in the aisle, but it's this right here. It's the great tennis ball container. Now you go, well, Justin, well, what has this got to do with anything? Well, because I was messed up and because I loved to hear this sound right here. Are you ready? Let's hope this works. Listen. Ah. And then because I'm really messed up, man, I just smell it. All right. I'll be like, man, that smells good. Now you go, well, why in the world would you do that? Well, because we were bad kids. It was kind of fun. We wanted to hear that pressure release out of that tennis ball container. And then we wanted to be able to smell the tennis balls. And then here would be the crazy part. The manager finally called us, all right? 
chased us out of the store because we were like, you can't, because we would ruin the tennis balls because the only thing that is probably good under pressure is a tennis ball. Most of the time, people do not respond well. You already know this. People are not good under pressure. It's just part of life. We just don't do well under pressure. And I'm going to prove it. And this is a real video that I found on YouTube of a family at Christmas. And I'll tell you why this person snapped. But when I tell you about snapping under the pressure, this is legitimate. Watch what happens. Check it out. Yeah, screw this holiday. Oh, my God. What does it look like I'm doing? These games have fried your mind, haven't they? What do you mean, fried my mind? You have no idea! Yeah, I have every idea. You have no I don't even know why I saw this on! You're going, that can't be real. Do you know why that kid lost his lid? I mean, literally, blew his top? He did not get the video game system he wanted. It's true. So he drugged the tree outside, got his lighter fluid, and lit the tree on fire. Don't you wish we had a label, right? You're like, man, that guy's under some pressure. Well, the truth is that might not be what causes you to snap. I hope not anyway. But have you ever heard of the Holmes scale? I'll put it on the screen for you so you understand. It is the list of the most stressful events in someone's life. And when you look at the Holmes scale, it goes through the things that are very heavy, pressure pack for sure, death of a spouse, divorce, marital separation, jail term, so forth and so on. And in this process, all human beings have to deal with all of these different things. As many of you have been asking and praying for us, my dad is still in the process of the hospice. It's not going well. It's been difficult. All happened on Thanksgiving, had to be transferred into a hospital. And poor Crestle and his wife is feeling the pressure. And even as a family, we're feeling that pressure. So it's difficult Different circumstances, different situations in life cause pressure and cause anxiety and cause worry. And guess what time of the year humans feel the most pressure? Doesn't take a, you know, smart guy to figure this out. It's the holidays, right? You start moving from Thanksgiving through Christmas into the new year and you look at cooking and cleaning. Everybody's like, man, we had a great Thanksgiving. Well, if you hosted it, Mimi and Big Daddy hosted their house, thank God, because we didn't have to clean up. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have to cook much. I did smoke one turkey, but very minimal. But somebody's taking on the brunt of cooking and cleaning. Many of you had to travel. Some of you are watching right now because you're traveling back from your relatives, and that's stressful. I was watching the news over and over again. Most people ever traveling this year, you know, relatives coming in, some you like, some you don't. Don't even talk about that. All right, moving on. Money pressures, you know, what are you going to buy? Angie tells me this year, she's like, hey, I'm buying a couple of computers because the kids are going to college. I'm like, great, we're definitely broke, you know, because you feel the pressure. It's not little cheap toys anymore now. The older your kids get, the more expensive they are, so you begin to feel that pressure. And I don't know if anybody's noticed this or not, but the economy is tough right now. One way you know that is even when they you know, announced how expensive the cost of Thanksgiving dinner is, it's just one reflector of everything that is happening in our culture. And then as we're getting ready to move into out of Thanksgiving and into Christmas, and us, we're talking about a country Christmas, I thought, well, I popped the top of a tennis ball can, but this is how many people relieve their pressures during the holiday season. Are you ready for this? Here's a little Alan Jackson because it is a little 
precursor to Country Christmas. See if you recognize this song right here. Pop a top again. I think I'll have another round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can let some other fool sit down. Pop a top again. Anybody remember that song right there? Yeah, I know most of you right now, they ain't talking about tennis ball cans. Y'all know that, right? No, why in the world would you talk about popping a top again? It's not tennis balls. It's talking about relieving the pressure. And take a guess, when the most alcohol is consumed, you probably figured this out already, it is through the holidays. When you start going from Thanksgiving all the way to the new year, man, it is when the majority of people are trying to relieve the pressure, leave my worries behind. That's just what they believe is going to help them with that. Now, I'm not going to talk too long on this, but I will give you a little bit of advice. Proverbs, you ready for this? 23. Don't drink. What's this say right here? There you go. Wine and get drunk. All right. You're like, that's right, brother. All the Baptists said this. That's right, brother. Preach it. Preach it. Well, here's the bad part. Baptists keep reading. All right. Here's the rest of the verse. And don't eat too much food. All right. <laughs> and get fat. What? Who put that in there, right? This is what's so crazy. It's real easy to go, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. But then look at our Thanksgiving. Who ate too much, all right? Who put too much on the plate? Who went back for seconds and thirds? Me, all right? But here's the thing. We all can be guilty of unhealthy habits to help us cope with the pressures of life. If we're all honest in here, some people, they may have had a little too much to eat or to drink. And my brother tells this very famous story around the office because as many of you know, he was a chaplain for the state police and this is just pretty classic. When you talk about unhealthy habits, he was on a ride out, he went out with them and they pulled a guy over that was obviously drinking and driving and they pull him over. He's on the side of the road right there on I-20 and they're talking to him and they're like, sir, sir, how much did you have to drink tonight? You know his answer? Too much. <laughs> Too much. And we all laugh about it because he was very, very honest. But that is part of our problem. When you're under pressure in the middle of the holidays, family, money, cooking, cleaning, we eat too much, we drink too much, and yes, we even buy too much. And occasionally, I'm guilty of this, I cuss too much. Don't judge me, all right? Because we can all go back to an unhealthy habit when the pressure is on kind of joking with them. I was at uh, Putt's birthday. We took him to Crumble Cookie, one of my good friends, and the lady was there in the counter, and I think I maybe let a little minor cuss word out right then, and she goes, hey, good morning, Pastor. And I was like, my bad. You know, I was like, my bad. <laughs> because this is the reality for all of us. It's not easy when the pressure's on. It's not easy when you're in the middle, for example, even the simple church, you're trying to move Next week, we're having to set up on Christmas. Usually, we have a little bit of margin. We can set up and decorate. We can't decorate until to, literally next Sunday morning at 5 a.m. So there's a lot of pressure there. There's pressure on the media team. There's pressure on the kids' teams. There's pressure in all of these different places. You're moving to the boardwalk come January. So all this stuff's going on. We're making videos. We're shooting videos. Everybody's feeling this pressure. Well, here is the thing that I'm working on. And I want to remind you as the pressure mounts as we ease into this season. The one thing you don't hear people 
doing too much of is this. Hey, Justin, I just prayed too much. We eat too much, we drink too much, we cuss too much, we buy too much. But what I want you to evaluate, just like I'm trying to evaluate, the pressure of my dad, the pressure of moving the church, the pressure of setting up, the pressure of tearing down, the pressure of changes. I mean, you could go through so many different things in life. How is your prayer life? I mean, do you just cuss? Do you just get drunk? Do you just eat too much? What is it that you do to go, well, I'm just, this is too much for me right now. Well, the scripture comes back and gives us some good advice. Philippians chapter four says this, don't worry about anything. Sounds good, but then it continues, right? But pray and ask God for everything. Everything you need, always giving thanks for what you have. You know, we're talking about giving thanks. We're wrapping up this little two-week series on giving thanks. Well, this is another great reminder. It's like, hey, you're going through some pressure. You got some things happening in your life. Don't worry. Ask God for everything. And the same time, giving thanks for all that he has already done. There's so much good in the scripture. I'm going to break it down real quickly and really evaluate. Do you find yourself praying about everything? Most of us know. Most of us, when it gets bad enough or it's really, really challenging or it's really difficult, it knocks you on your knees. You don't wake up and just get on your knees. Most of the time, it has to get bad. It's kind of like a last resort, not the first resort. So I'm asking you again, and I'm asking myself, and I can tell you, through these last few months, particularly big moves, big changes, this has been a much bigger deal in my life. Pray about everything. So ask yourself again, how's your prayer life? No judgment, just asking. You have a great passage, right? You understand that one. Well, let me show you one more, 1 Thessalonians. Check out what it says. This will kind of trip you out. Be cheerful no matter what. You're like, well, that's good. Come on now. I mean, how is this even possible? How can I be cheerful no matter what? Well, here's the hint. It continues. Pray all the time. There's this theme in Scripture that we don't talk enough about, that I don't talk enough about, but that I'm working on. See, my translation, if you were to have Justin's translation instead of the message translation, it would be, hey, just pray too much. Be guilty of praying too much, not worrying too much, not spending too much money, not eating too much, not drinking too much, not cussing too much. But man, I am guilty of just praying just too much. Because, well, what does it really mean, Justin? Think of it like this. And this was me preparing for this message and walking through my own life, listening to the people around me, many of us in the same boat, we hear people say, I just worry too much. I mean, if you don't know, I'm just telling you, man, it just seems like I am so anxious. I got all this stuff, you know, on my mind of things going on, yada, 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 yada. Well, what if you put the same energy that you put into worrying, into praying, to talking to God? What if instead of saying, I'm so anxious, I'm so worried about this, that's what the scripture is talking about, I'm going to turn that energy into, Lord, I'm going to bring this to you. I'm going to talk to you. You hear people say it all the time, right? I just worry all the time. What if we begin to model praying all the time? Switch it. Just pray 
too much. First Peter continues when it says this, give all your worries to him because he cares for you. How many of you can relate to the fact that you carry your worries with you? Kids, future, money, relationships, career. You could go through all of these different things. Man, we don't give them to God. We carry them. Like, hey, man, I got all these things on me. You just don't understand the pressure I'm under. And that's why sometimes as parents, we blow our top. We don't treat people right. That's why as spouses, we're sometimes a little short. The more the pressure mounts, the shorter we get with each other. There was nobody around this week, but I could feel at different times the pressure building in my life and something didn't just go right man and I was so mad and then I just pause and go why am I feeling this way well it's because the pressure waiting on a phone call from Crestland about my dad worried about we had somebody you know again something happened the boardwalk where they were working on something and something went wrong and they're like I don't know how this is gonna work you feel that pressure going on we're trying to move everything, load in, load out, all these different things. And I'm going, that's why I'm a little shorter than I would like to be. That's why I'm a little edgier than I'd like to be. So then I find myself reading the scripture and going, God, help me to give this to you. Not some of the things that I'm carrying, all of this that I'm carrying, Lord, let me develop the discipline of coming to you and praying too much. A few more translations to help us on this one verse, 1 Peter 5, 7. Leave all your worries with him because he cares for you. Leave them with him. How many times do you not leave them with him, you carry them with you? He's like, give them to me, leave them with me. Here's another translation. You ready for this? Since God cares for you, let him carry all your burdens and your worries. See, this is the part that I need to be reminded of. Maybe you need to be reminded of today. You got a lot on you, a lot of pressure, a lot of things coming at you, a lot of different things overloading you. And the holidays are tough for many people. The challenge is, as 1 Peter tells us, give it to the Lord, leave it with him. Let him carry all of it. Now, I'm not great at this yet, but that is what prayer is all about. That is why you take the time to discipline yourself to say, God, I'm bringing this to you. And I'm not only going to bring it to you, I'm going to leave it with you. And I'm going to ask you, Lord, to carry this burden for me because it's weighing me down. The pressure is eating me up. And many of you say, well, Justin, I hear you. Man, that sounds good and looks good, but it is not easy. And you'd be right. And that's why I am telling you I'm working on this. Because prayer takes practice. <laughs> That's why I ask you, if you're on TikTok, if you're watching television, if you're out doing yard work and you're not talking to the Lord, you're just kind of, I got to get my mind off everything. I just got to go take a little drink. I got to get something to kind of, I can't carry this pressure anymore. I'm going to go drink my worries away. Or I'm going to go to the cupboard and eat your troubles away. See, all of us are dealing with these pressures in different ways, but what I am challenging you with and what I am working on personally is, Lord, help me develop the discipline of talking to you. 
No matter what's going on, no matter how much pressure we're under, no matter the uncertainty, the fear, the worry, the concerns, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to ask you to carry this because I know the more I practice it, the better I will be at it and the more relief I will experience. And if you didn't grow up reading scripture and you don't have a whole lot of history on this, what's really cool to me is that Jesus even showed us how to do this. Now, you'd think it's Jesus. I mean, what is, I mean, he knows how to do everything, right? Does he really need to practice? Well, check this out, Matthew 14. After sending the people away, you're talking about, you know, surviving the holidays? That's a good thing. After sending the people away, y'all get on out of here. Get, go on now, get, right? He went up to a mountain to pray by himself. Jesus, feeling the pressure of all the people, said, hey, y'all got to go. And after he sent them away, he went up to a mountain to pray by himself. When evening came, he was there all alone. That is the holiday answer. Sometimes you do have to send the people away. Sometimes you do have to say, okay, I got to get a little alone time. And as I get this alone time and as you continue to look at what Jesus did, you will see, all you have to do is keep reading, he was there all day when evening came he was there alone now think about it if he started in the morning he went up there to pray he literally spent an entire day talking to his father and if Jesus needs to do that while he's on this planet how much more do we need to do that I mean you think you're gonna be able to just make it man I only I got it man I'm just gonna make it through this I don't I'm good if you're like me and if you're honest and you evaluate yourself and you begin to pull back and go, man, I'm not doing so good. When was the last time you pulled away, got alone, not to watch ESPN, Sports Center, a Hallmark movie? Oh, I just love Hallmark movies. Did you go, all right, Lord, we need to talk? Now, if you're not really good at it and you really don't know how to do it, you got to practice because when the pressure comes, the first thing you need to find yourself doing is, is, all right, it's time for me to pray. Now, I didn't put this in the notes, but I just want you to think about this. If you're not good at it and you don't have a history of it and you don't know how to do it, you're going, well, how do I practice? One of the best things to do to keep you on track. Anybody got ADD? Where are my ADD people at? How many times have you ever started praying and then you're like, you go a million different directions. Like, oh, I, I meant to do, oh, then, oh, I need to go do this. I need to wash clothes. I need whatever it is. So for me, a very helpful hint was to take out a notebook and write out my prayer. And you'd be surprised that when you begin to write something down, how it helps you to stay focused. And when I see the word pray right here, it's just another reminder of how to do that. You can praise God in the beginning. You can request things from him. You can acknowledge your needs. This is where it comes back to this whole thing. There's different ways that people walk through the word pray. And there's not a specific, oh, this is the way everybody should do it. This is the way that you should do it. You know, the Lord's Prayer is one example. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This was Jesus saying it is a way to pray, not the prayer, but a way to pray. He was saying, God, you're great. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to recognize how awesome you are. 
And then it's like, Lord, I need some things from you. I'm requesting. I'm repenting. I'm asking you to forgive me. And then I'm asking God, can you help me meet these needs? And the why is just yielding. They say it's kind of like, hey, just pausing and letting him talk back to you. And so when you write these things down, it kind of helps you to stay focused. Okay, I'm going to thank you, God, and then I'm going to request. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to acknowledge how good you've been. And then I'm just going to pause. Because you know this and I know this. Our society has gotten extremely busy. You're going with the kids to I got to see lights. We got to get the kids. We got to go get, we got to get this. We got to make sure this happens. We got to go over here. Grandma needs to do this. We got to practice over here. We need to go do this. There's a show we need to see this. Boom, 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 boom. School plays and you got to get this done. We got to go shop and we got to, and the next thing you know, man, there's very little time to spend in prayer. Now, another thing that's helped me just to give you a little more insight is there are times I get in the car and I don't turn anything on. No sports, no music, no nothing. I just sit in silence. Why? Because that 20-minute drive or that 25-minute drive or that 45-minute drive, depending on traffic, I can just take the time to begin to talk to them. Lord, you know what we're going through in this situation. You know what we need in this situation. Man, I'm so thankful, God, what you did here. I'm so thankful the way you came through on this. You start walking through all of these different scenarios, and if you put aside some time, you'd be surprised at how you can reconnect with God. And then those worries begin to be lifted. Why? Because you're taking them to him, you're giving them to him, and you're leaving those with him. When I was talking about this in the office this past week, because everybody was going off, you know, Evan and Mallory were going out of town. He was trying to help me get all the stuff for pre-show and everything. He goes, man, if you're talking about this, you got to bring this book up. And I'll put it on the screen for you because this is a great resource that him and Mallory have gone through. I just started it. I haven't even got very much into it. But it is a great book so far in that it is a great reminder of how simple this thing really is. It's this idea of going, it's a, it's a reminder that you have a good father. That you have a father who loves you and who cares for you and he wants to meet your needs and Evan was admitting while we were sitting around talking about this, he was like, even in the book, the guy talks about, should you pray for a parking spot? How many have ever prayed for a parking spot? Just be honest. And then you're like, some people, that's stupid. God don't care about your parking spot. And me and Evan started laughing. He was like, if it's your kid and he has a need or she has a need, don't you care? No matter how small it may be, no matter how big it may be, when you look at your child and they're going, Dad, hey, I was really hoping for this, or man, I'm really worried about this, don't it break your heart and don't it make you want to solve the problem to listen, to be a part of it? Well, this is a reminder of what this book's all about. And unless you discipline yourself to go to him, he's not too busy, he cares for you, he loves you, he has a plan for you, <laughs> he cares about every aspect of your life, then why wouldn't you go to him? And you know how this is. If you're a parent, I think you can understand this. Your kids are running around, they're hectic, and they're crazy, and they don't ever ask you. It kind of hurts you a little bit. Like, I could have helped you with that. I could have been a part of solving that problem, but just, just come to me. Just ask me, and I would love to try to meet that need or to serve you or to help you or to love you or just to even hold you. 
And here is the problem. The pressure gets to us and we don't pray. We panic. We begin to, oh my gosh, and we try to go more. And the next thing you know, we lose our temper and we're not very good. We're not very encouraging. So maybe you could download the book. Maybe you could go and find the book. Maybe through these next few weeks, you'd begin to discipline yourself to say, you know what? I'm going to take all of these things to him. Maybe you start a prayer journal. Maybe you just get alone and get quiet in the car. Maybe you find a place, and for every guy that's deer hunting right now on the deer stand, you're like, that's what I do, brother. It's all about the Lord. Truth is, is a deer stand can be a great place to get alone and be quiet. Because it's the quietness of the woods. It's pulling away. Now, don't use that as an excuse to be away from your family all the time, but it really is a great place. I don't know where your location is going to be, but just find a location to start a praying life. Not a worrying life, but switching that. Now, I got one last little bit of advice. What if, in the process of doing all this prayer, you also develop that habit of thanking God too much. In the midst of all that's going on, and you've requested and you've prayed and you've talked to him, what if now you shift into, after you've gotten quiet and alone, you go, man, I got a lot to be thankful for. And I'm going to thank you no matter what. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5? Thank you, God, no matter what happens. No matter what happens, God, thank you. I think about my dad, I think about Cresslin, I think about all that we've gone through over the last few months. I think about you in this room and you're overcoming cancer. Let's get an amen for that man in the room right now, making it happen. I think about your financial troubles. I think about the health situations and circumstances that so many of you are going through, kids and hospital. I think about Chris Romero in the hospital. I think about all these different things that are happening and I go, all right, God, there's a lot to overwhelm us and worry us, but what I want to do, God, is I want to thank you. Because in the midst of that, it is a reminder to me to bring these requests to you because you do care and you hear us and you promise to help us. Give us the discipline to bring it to you. Now, I wanted to close with a video because I think this video is probably one of my favorites. It's Steve Hartman again. He's back. Amen. Amen. Woo. But it's one of my favorites. It's an oldie but a goodie. Because I've been where this preacher is. You're fixing to listen. Maybe you are where he is. I also can understand the pain and the pressure that this young lady's in. And what's really cool to me is how God revealed himself in the midst of all that was going on. And maybe it'll encourage you in the area of prayer like it does me. Watch. And that purpose should be to serve the living God. Although no one knew it at the time, Minister Jerome Jones of the Springfield Baptist Church in Monticello, Georgia, recently went through a crisis of faith. I was getting ready to stop coming to church so much as, as I did. The minister? Yeah. I didn't see God doing anything for me. So given all that, this thing comes and basically lands in your lap. Lo and behold, <laughs> here God shows up. Yeah. Jerome says last month, 
He was at his day job with the power company when a note came down from the heavens. It was attached to three balloons, and it read, God, help me go to college. Please help me get everything I need to leave Wednesday. Signed, Mykia Curry. Mykia was about to start her freshman year at Albany State University in Albany, Georgia. No one in her family had ever gone to college, which is why she sent up that prayer, scared and worried. Scared, this is my first time being away from home, and worried, like, as in financially. Your family has no money? Not really, no. So that's why I decided to come to college, so my little brother would have to go through the same thing I did. Mykia hopes to become a nurse to provide both an example and a better life for her brother, Malik. She got a student loan, but didn't have money for other necessities, like a fridge for her room or even a comforter for her bed. She needed help. Unfortunately, the wind blew her balloons to just about the poorest preacher in central Georgia. I don't have any money in my savings account. I, I drained it from the taxes on my mom's house. I said, now you see this, right? Did you say that out loud? <laughs> I said it out loud because I, this, this is where I talk to God. We got away with each other. You may have a way with each other, but he doesn't understand your finances. No, no, he showed that. Yeah, evidently, he did. When he found that balloon message, <laughs> Jerome says he had a total of $125 to his name. How much did you spend on her? I spent all of it on her. He delivered a comforter and a mini fridge. And most importantly, a ton of much-needed inspiration. It encourages me to keep going, knowing that prayers are answered. Likewise, Jerome also has renewed faith. A good reminder that sometimes the best way to get your prayers answered is to answer someone else's. Steve Hartman, on the road in Monticello, Georgia. Come on, y'all. Pretty cool, right? I can't help but think about like that story and how desperate she must have been. And I don't know why she chose the balloons, but I do know that she wrote it down. <laughs> it was like this act of like, okay, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But isn't it miraculous that it came to this guy and at the same time he's wondering, God, like, what are you doing? And he answered both of their prayers. And I'm telling you that he cares about you just as much. And whatever your concern is, whatever the pressure is, I'm asking you to take it to him. When the pressure comes in, what are we supposed to do? Say it again. When the pressure comes in, what do we do? Pray. We pray. You go, man, I'm just not that good at it. Then let's start practicing. Maybe set aside that time to get quiet. Maybe set aside that time to write in the journal. Maybe set aside the time to begin to read a book to help you understand that. And maybe above anything and everything else, you would just pause in the quietness, in the moment, and go, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm going to give you what I have. I'm going to be so thankful. I'm going to ask for your help. And I'm going to trust you. I can tell you, this preacher, I'm working on it just like you. And this is what a prayer sounds like from a guy like me on a day like today. 
Father, I come to you. I'm so thankful. And I have to praise you for what you've accomplished and what you've done. Lord, you've been so good to me. You've been good to my family. You've been good to us as a church. And we pause in everything that's going on and just say thank you. Thank you for hearing us and meeting those needs. We also, Lord, want to repent. We want to get things right. Lord, I know I do things I shouldn't do. I definitely cuss too much. You know that, so help me, Lord. I definitely worry too much. And I ask you, Lord, to just help me. Help me be better, more patient, more trusting. And I also, Lord, want to acknowledge the fact that you sure have met the needs of so many of my family and friends, and I thank you for that as well. I bring these other requests to you, whether it's Chris in the hospital or the big move we have coming up or even setting up next week and all the pressures of trying to get all those things done and volunteers getting in place, Lord, we ask for these helps. We need these things. We need finances, Lord. We need volunteers. We need encouragement for so many people going through hard times. So I'm just asking you to help us, Jesus. And then lastly, Lord, I just want to pause and be quiet for a second so that you can speak to me. Lord, be with my dad. Be with Crestland. Thanks for reminding me of what they're going through right now. Wrap your arms around them and anybody and everybody else that's going through difficult and hard times this time of year. Remind them that you're there with them. We thank you that you hear us and you promise to help us. In Jesus' name, amen.